Hello and welcome to this next episode of 49 Plus. And this is a special episode, not that they're not all special, uh, in that I am recording this one for one particular listener, as though I have so many of them. There'll be probably two people that may be listening to this. One will be my dad. So dad, this one's not for you. Uh, This is an episode for Guy. Um, And this is the ramble version of the answers to three questions that he's posed me in a voice message just this morning, um, to which I have sent him the answers, but he wanted non-rambles, just straightforward answers to three questions. So me being me, I thought, well, I may still want to ramble a little bit. I'm rambling in my head about the answers, because it's not straightforward answers. Um, And so this is the ramble version. So Guy, if you ever want to listen to the, the backstory, if you haven't spoken about it, this is the episode. If you're not interested, then walk on by. Um, so the first question was, this is the one I actually found the hardest, um, which was, uh, what was the first song or first track remember, ever remember hearing? First one ever remember. So not the first song board or record board. What would be the first song you ever remember hearing? Which, and he was requesting, just a straight quick answer, first response, don't overthink it too much. Well, I didn't really have a first response, I didn't really come straight to my, my mind went straight to the first records board, and even that's a bit of a blur, um, in that I think officially my first bought single was Up the Junction by The Squeeze. Uh, So it was definitely a single bought. Now, um... And there was also one board, which is another screen, one Cool for Cats, but I think my brother bought that, and that may have even been on like a, what's it called, a, a, um, I can't think of it now, well it's coloured, coloured vinyl, can't think, that's that my phrase, is it coloured vinyl, there's something else you say, isn't there? Not a picture disc, because that would obviously have a picture on it, I think it was a yellow vinyl anyway, yellow, which is called the yellow vinyl maybe, um, Cool for Cats, I think my brother might have bought that, and I may have swapped that with him at some point, or bought them off in. But I think my officially my first single bought was Squeeze Up the Junction. And the only reason now I kind of just have a bit of a doubt over it. It's quite, a, quite a, I was, it's quite, I still like the song. I think it's quite a cool song to have as your first bought single. Which makes me wonder if I'm just saying that was my first one. And whether there was something else I actually bought that I don't, don't remember. Or I am blanking or whatever. But that wasn't the question that you're asking, Guy. You're asking the first song I remember listening to or hearing. Well, I don't really have a clear answer to that. The answer I gave you was, I'm trying to think of early songs I would have heard in the 70s. Um, and one I do remember hearing, when it's my first one, so the answer I gave you was, uh, I think, Seasons in the Sun. We had joy, we had fun, we had Seasons in the Sun. That's a song I remember from um, early childhood, so maybe whatever. And I think it's, without checking, Terry Jack's. I want to say Brian Jacks, but it's not Brian Jacks, because Brian Jacks was the um, judo player who was also a superstar's superstar. I think he was the one who was um, possibly a multi-winner of superstars, and he was particularly good at the, the arm dips. It's on the parallel bars, you, do, you have to do the, the arm dips, um, and it, that was one of his big things. He was good. Oh, that, and also the squat thrusts. 
Yes, do those you very quick. And I do remember Brian Jacks having there was a Brian Jacks either superstars or some kind of game. So a bit like Daley Thompson's Decathlon. There was a Brian Jacks's probably superstars or something like that um, game back in the day. So that's answered the first one. The second question is a very different question. Was how many times he and I met. And by that, not Brian Jack, not Brian Jacks and I. I've never, never met Brian Jacks, as far as I'm aware, or Terry Jacks. But the question is, how many times have you and I met Guy? Um, which someone might thinking, oh, well, you see, you know, you know Guy quite well. You must have met a lot of times. Well, it isn't. It's actually a very, very small number of times. It could be as few as once. Um, Guy thinks it may be twice, and that's feasible. I mean, I have a clear memory of at least once, which was at the offices of, and I can't remember what they were called, and they call them SKV, which was the company for whom I believe a guy was working, or had a placement, or some arrangement of working with, that was the company you were representing. There'd be another guy that I had spoken to or met or something, and this is all really, I think, the university at the time, so the university I was then employed by would be Liverpool Hope University. It possibly maybe in the times of Liverpool Hope University College. I'm thinking it was probably university, I can't remember. Um, and they had employed SKV as a PR-type agency. Various things, and I still can't remember how it all came about. There was some link to some research that we were doing at the time that was in part led, actually, by a student project on coincidences therefore doing a survey on, on people's experiences of meaningful coincidences. And therefore we met with, I met with Guy and this other person, whose name I can't remember, Guy will probably remember, in the offices of SKV in Manchester. Um, and if it's just one occasion or one meeting there, then on this occasion, Rachel was outside because <laughs> we're not long after um, Freya had been born. Now, Freya is now 13, uh, and she was born in October of 2007. So, I'm guessing she was a bit of a baby, so it's probably very late 2007 or early 2008. Um, but she was outside, we had a meeting for how long, and she was outside with the baby. And if there was another meeting, I can't remember if that was also in Manchester or whether there was one that took place um, in Liverpool out his base at the time so that's my attempt to answer for that one and the third question was how close did i get to channel four which i think i kind of get the sentiment behind the question um and i want to i think the answer to i gave was not very there's no no memory of anything doing particularly closely linked with channel four um there was a point at which back in the day when we were looking at links with um, TV stuff for a project taking place around that time, a little bit after actually, about 2010, 11, which was called Million Dollar Psychic. Um, and there is an episode, I think, there's probably an episode somewhere in the archive here on, the, on this podcast, probably with the title Million Dollar Psychic, where I talk a bit about that one. Um, and there was a point at which we were looking to do that as a filmed documentary. But then the possibility was maybe do it as a little TV thing. And with Rachel's connections in television, um, 
so we were we we did get close to a conversation. We had conversations. Sorry, we had conversations with people who were then commissioning editors and channel controller of Channel Five, because the then controller, whatever the term would be, of Channel Five at that point was Richard Wolfe, who had previously been a channel controller at Living TV, and that's how we knew Richard Wolfe because of the links that Rachel and I had with Living because back from the days of Most Haunted. So we're going back. So that was a link there. There was a possibility I'm just putting on a open a window to put on a card machine, open a barrier. Um, and that's where we had got the links with Richard Wolfe. He had shown an interest in a taster that we had produced. I would say Rachel had produced it. Again, calling in favours from people she knew, a little 15-minute taster of what Million Dollar Psychic would be about. Um, and he, Richard Wolfe really liked that. He and the then commissioning editor, Andrew something, can't think of his surname off the top of my head, um, we liked it. Rachel put together, we put together four, between us four episode outline all quite possibly a budget Rachel was even doing a budget for it but then it didn't get commissioned and then not long after that Richard Wolf and his team got basically ousted from Channel 5 and so on no it never got happening that was now about uh, at least 10 years ago 10 11 years ago in terms of Channel 4 nothing that comes to my mind the only links there would be through Rachel back in the day when we early days Rachel was working on a place in the sun which of course was for channel four so she's done some channel four work um I don't think we've had any more can I do um can't think of anything anyway so they're my long rambling answers and that will be an episode especially for you guy if you want to listen to it only 10 minutes that's not so bad bye